Hey, welcome to the SEO Life Podcast. My name is Nathan Gotch, founder of Gotch SEO, and each week we give you practical and actionable SEO advice that actually works so you can grow any business you want. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to our podcast, and let's jump right in. Hey, this is Nathan Gotch from Gotch SEO, and welcome to the first episode of the SEO Life podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain how you can spend less time doing SEO. So the truth is, every marketing channel can be like a full-time job if you let it. And this is especially true for SEO. And that's why in this first episode, I'm going to give you some strategies you can use to spend less time doing SEO, but at the same time, get similar or even better results. First, let me start with the most obvious question. Why would you want to spend less time doing SEO? Well, first, it's going to largely depend on what your role is. So for example, if you're an in-house SEO, you're being paid to do SEO. That should obviously be your focus. But just because you're being paid for your SEO skills doesn't mean you should be handling all of the micro and low impact tasks that come with doing SEO. And the truth is, as an in-house SEO expert, you need to focus on what's going to get the company or the clients the best results possible. If you're spending your days writing meta descriptions, then your time isn't being utilized the best way. More on this in a second, but the first takeaway here is that you should focus your effort on high-impact activities. And if you're a business owner or founder, then you should be spending very little time in the trenches doing SEO. Spending excessive amounts of time involved in an SEO campaign takes away from other important activities that a leader must focus on. And I'll be the first to admit that it's extremely challenging for SEO agency owners. Like me, you've probably become accustomed to doing the SEO work and it feels right to do. But in reality, if you want to grow your SEO agency or you want to grow any business, the founder can be involved in minimum wage activities. So with that said, let me explain some tactics you can use to spend less time doing SEO. The first thing that must be established is that many SEO tasks are nothing more than data entry. Now, obviously, there needs to be a high-level strategy, but a lot of the time-consuming work is in the research and data entry phase. And the good news is that these types of tasks can be easily systemized and outsourced. So a few tasks that I recommend you build systems for and then outsource are the following. Number one, finding keywords. Number two, finding technical issues on your website or your client's website. Number three, finding link prospects. Number four, finding contact information. And number five, sending outreach emails and following up with the link prospects. And in my opinion, there's almost no reason to do these tasks yourself because they are not really high value tasks. It's really just a process of research and then just entering the data into a Google Sheet or an Excel document. So you can save a massive amount of time just by outsourcing these tasks alone. However, there are some tasks within an SEO campaign that are much more challenging to outsource. Some of those include site architecture development, UX optimization, content strategy, and content development, which is the process of actually writing the content, creating graphics, designing the actual page, and even possibly editing videos or audio. And this also applies to both on-site content and off-site content, which may come in the form of guest posting. So these are just to name a few. But at the end of the day, almost every task can be outsourced or delegated if the right system is in place. That brings me to the next point, which is before you even consider outsourcing, you must develop systems, procedures, and policies. 
So the first thing you do is think of a system as the 30,000 foot view of a particular process. So for example, a system may be the process of trying to acquire blog roll backlinks or the process of trying to acquire links through guest posting. And within a system, you're going to have a process and each step that goes into that system. And so you can get very high level with this. You could actually call the whole process of SEO a system and then break that down even further. But it gets very, very challenging to have a system that large. So it's much easier just to start with a micro system and then work your way up. Because if you keep creating these microsystems, eventually you're going to end up with a much larger system. So for example, if I was just starting out building systems, I would definitely focus on just one micro processor system. So for example, if you wanted to acquire guest post backlinks, that would be a system that you would need to develop. And so you'd want to create a Google Doc that says guest posting system or guest posting link acquisition system, and then just outline the steps that go into that. And then within each step, you're going to have steps as well. So the more you can break this down, the better. And you have to remember that no system or procedure is perfect, and you definitely shouldn't have that expectation when you create them. Think of your systems and procedures as minimum viable systems or minimum viable procedures. And the best way to improve your systems is to get feedback from the person who's attempting to complete the task. Because what happens is as someone goes through it, you'll start to see the holes in your process or the blockages in your process. And this is good because you can iterate on your systems and make them better and more efficient over time. Now, one recommendation I have for you, which might be obvious, but always run through the procedure yourself after it's created. And at the same time, don't obsess about creating the perfect system because that's simply not possible. But when you run through the system yourself, you're going to quickly see what's wrong with your system. But it's important for you to run through the system because you are the expert and you are the person that knows the actual process the best and you know the thought process that goes behind it. And so it's important for you to run through it at least once or twice because you're going to be able to fix a lot of the possible blockages or holes that may come up when someone else tries to go through the system. But when it comes down to it, you will quickly see what's wrong with your system when your team member is firing questions at you. And that brings me to another important point, which is to be extremely patient during this process. Although a process may seem straightforward to you, it may seem like the most complex thing to someone else. And that's only because it's a new experience for them and they need time to digest it and get clarifications. And if you think about it, if you're being bombarded with questions, then you need to improve your system. And if you improve your system based on the feedback you receive from your team member, but there are still blockages, then you may need to actually reassess the person going through the system. And the sad truth is that some people have a hard time following instructions or being self-sufficient. And at the end of the day, you need people on your team that you can rely on. And if a person isn't the right fit, you need to replace that person or move them into a different role. But I recommend you always go back to the system before looking at the individual because the system is much more likely to be what is broken, not usually the person, because most people can understand a step-by-step -step procedure and maybe ask a couple clarifying questions. But if there are a lot of questions and they are just getting caught up on certain steps, then there's probably something wrong with your system or the way that you're explaining the process.
Okay guys, so I know this was a pretty hardcore rant on building systems, but I hope you got some value out of it. And here's some main takeaways. Number one, you have to avoid minimum wage activities. So if there are any activities that you're doing within the SEO process or anything closely related to SEO that isn't high level and you wouldn't pay someone a lot of money for, then you need to probably avoid it and you need to build a system for it and then eventually outsource it or give it to a team member that works at your company. And I have a personal rule when it comes to this, that if someone can do a task 80% as well as I can, then it means that I shouldn't be doing that task. So go through your day and think about all the things that you do during your day. Are there things that you think someone else could do at least 80% as well as you can? And then if the answer is yes, then you know that you need to build a system for it and then you eventually need to hand it off to someone else. And then the second big takeaway is to develop, test, and iterate on your systems. This is so incredibly important because you want to create your system and just create it in a way that it's a minimum viable system. And then over time, you're just going to iterate on it and you're going to make it better over time. You're going to make it more efficient. And what happens as these systems become more efficient is your team members actually become more efficient as well. So when we first got started in this episode, I was talking about how to save you time. But once that system's created, now you've saved yourself time. And as the system improves, you're actually going to end up saving your team members time as well, which is only going to benefit your company. So this is a very, very important point. So if you take anything away from this episode, definitely focus on the process of iterating on your systems and make it an organic process. It's not a static process. It's continually improving and continually getting better. And then the third takeaway, which I didn't talk about, is to take advantage of your newly acquired time and focus on higher impact activities that can push your business and clients forward. For example, now instead of writing meta descriptions all day or messing with alt tags on images, you can focus on developing really great SEO content strategies that could explode your business's or client's organic search traffic. Your focus should be on the higher level SEO strategy that is going to have the biggest impact on your business or your client's business. That's where all of your focus should be. That's where all of your time should be. Don't be focusing on the little micro actions that someone else can handle at a lower pay grade. You have to focus your effort on the higher level SEO strategy, and that must be where all of your time is spent. And you need to spend much less time on little micro actions that are important for the overall SEO progress and results, but they don't require a high level of skill. And so you want to take those tasks, systemize them, and then outsource them so you don't even have to think about them. And instead, you can use all of your mind power and all of your effort to develop really great strategies that are really going to push your SEO. SEO campaign forward. Okay, guys, so thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the SEO Life. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. And if you want to stay updated with this podcast, make sure you subscribe. So just send me an email directly at Nathan gotchseo.com. I'd love to respond to your question on the podcast so that everyone can get benefit from that, not just one on one person. I'd rather be able to give you some help at scale. So thank you so much for listening and see you listen to you on the next podcast. Thanks again.